Hello there, friends, and welcome to episode two of Porn Apart, the podcast for wives committed to loving their husbands in Jesus' name, even as they are caught deep in a cycle of porn addiction. My name is Piper Post, and my husband was in that cycle for 30 years. Ten of those years, I walked beside him through that battle as his wife, and I'm so grateful to say I live to tell the tale. Now, I reach and teach other women in the same circumstance I was in. I want to help you learn how to not just survive, but how to thrive in your relationship with Jesus during this difficult journey. One tool I've made for you is my three steps for thriving. This is a beginner's guide on how to start moving the dial on your own spiritual health to give you the strength to stand by your man in prayer, encouragement, and confidence. You can download the guide at pornapart.com thrive and get started making progress today. I titled today's episode, You Can't Stop the Porn, as in you, as the wife, cannot stop your husband's porn addiction. This is our second episode, and I wanted to get this foundational truth about porn addiction and addiction in general out in the open. Let me just be blunt for a minute and say this. You cannot out-sex your husband's porn addiction. Okay? You got it? There is no amount of sex you can give him that will satisfy his craving for pornography. And there is no amount of sex appeal or bedroom skills that you can harness to tame your husband's lust for porn. You participating in watching porn with him also won't help. And you trying to be more like a porn actress in bed won't hold his attention for very long. And just for good measure, in case you've fallen into the opposite delusion, the reverse is also true. You cannot cure your husband by withholding sex from him or punishing him or shaming him. I love you, friend. I really do. And I know just how you feel. Hang in there with me because I'm going to share three big ideas behind why you can't stop your husband from watching porn. Then I'll follow it up with three things you can do for your husband. So here's big idea number one for why you can't stop your husband from watching or viewing porn. So number one, admission is a choice. If you're taking notes, write that down. Admission is a choice. I'm fairly certain you've probably heard of the 12 steps. And even if you don't know them all, most people know the first one, admitting you have a problem. The 12 steps were first conceived in the 1930s by the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. He had been through his own struggle with alcohol addiction, and two of the powerful motivators he notes that helped him with becoming sober were recognizing these two things. One, that he couldn't do it on his own. And two, recognizing how many people he had hurt through his addiction. He came to a place where he had to admit those things to himself. The 12 steps are now the basis for many recovery programs all over the world. I had heard about the 12 steps, but didn't really come to understand them until we were a part of a church that had a celebrate recovery program. I went initially to support a friend and to see just what it was all about. It didn't take me long to realize that recovery is for everybody 
And the 12 steps would later play a valuable role in my own life as God worked in me to heal my hurts, habits, and hangups. So let that be my little plug to you all. If you want to learn more about addiction and the rigorous process that those committed to recovery go through, find a local Celebrate Recovery group and go check it out with an open heart. So the first step of the 12 steps is this. We admitted we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors, that our lives had become unmanageable. And then oftentimes this scripture is shared along with the first step. It's from Romans chapter seven. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Oh, admission, being honest with oneself and with God, stepping out of denial, looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing what is actually there. It's no surprise that this is step number one. It's a doozy, isn't it? And if you think about it, it's deeply personal and therefore must be a personal choice. No one can do this for you. No one can make you admit anything. That's why you can't force your husband into admitting his guilt Or if you have tried to do that, why it probably hasn't helped him. This is also why when many men are caught, even with clear evidence, they will deny what is happening and may even gaslight you about it. Admitting you have big addictions like these is a huge personal step. So if your husband has admitted it, make sure that you praise him for taking that step. So what is my first reason why you can't stop the porn? Admission must be your husband's choice. So here's big idea number two. Accountability is a choice. Write that down. So have you ever been working on something in your life, big or small, trying to, you know, get better at something and you asked someone to hold you accountable? Maybe you were trying to lose weight by eating better or exercising. Maybe you wanted to do better with finances or parenting or screen time, um, relationship, going to church or any number of things. When you asked your friend or loved one to, quote, hold you accountable, what did you mean? And what ended up really happening? Did it have the outcome you intended? When I've been working on things like this in my life and asked for accountability, it was almost always because I recognized that within myself, I wasn't ready or capable of making that change. It's like I knew I couldn't do this, so I reached out to someone that I hoped would magically be able to make me want to do better and make me want to meet my goals. (laughs) Now listen, I've got some great friends, but in most cases, their accountability was either non-existent or made very little difference in my personal progress. Why is that? Why couldn't another person intervene and hold me to my boundaries? It was not my friend's fault. It was because inside of myself, I had not made the choice to become accountable to me. I had not taken ownership of my own actions. Ownership is just another word for accountability. Before I can invite anyone to support me in accountability, 
first I have to be willing to own my issues, my own issues. It's similar to the process of when you are admitting you have a problem, like we talked about in the first big idea, but it goes one step further. Accountability or ownership means that you recognize that you are in deep with this issue, not just because the issue exists, but because of your own personal choices, the choices that you have made and you are continuing to make. So for your husband, he must be willing to step into a place in his mind and his heart where he recognizes and takes ownership of the choices he made along the way in his journey with porn. Let me pause for a moment so we don't lose sight of addiction and the role of spiritual warfare. I firmly believe that men all around the world are under the attack of our enemy Satan with an increasingly common assault he uses is addiction to pornography. This assault is conniving and strategic. Our enemy is in it for the long haul. Most often the attack begins when the child is young and adolescence or pre-adolescence with a quote, accidental exposure to porn. A number of men who are willing to share say that they remember the first time they saw a picture or a video of a naked woman and how fascinated they were by it. At that point, the seed of addiction had already been planted. A life-giving mindset change I was able to make when my husband was in the thick of his addiction was being able to go from viewing him as the reason or cause of his issues and therefore the cause of the issues in our marriage. Once I was able to break free of that mindset, my spiritual eyes were open to how long and brutal this attack against my husband had been. There are literally traps set for our men everywhere they go. So as we talk about accountability, please know that I also believe, and I hope you will come to believe, that this is no ordinary stumbling block. This is war, And your husband may have chosen to give up fighting because he began to believe that there was no way out. Okay, back to our discussion on accountability. First, we must come to a place in our recovery that we are ready internally to change. It's a big personal shift. In order for us to make choices, to make big changes in our lives, we have to take ownership of the choices that we made along the way or are currently making. Once we, one, admit those, and two, take accountability for our part in that behavior, only then are we able to invite the help of external accountability and boundaries. So hear it again. First, we have to make the internal decision of admitting we have a problem and accepting accountability for our role in that problem. Only then can we invite the help of external accountabilities and boundaries. But at every point, we must be participating in the parameters of those boundaries or those helps. If someone else is setting boundaries for us or setting rules for us, there is a much, much greater risk of slipping back into not taking ownership of the problem because we didn't really make the internal decision to participate in these boundaries. My sweet, sweet friend, I say this with love. 
many times, this is how the cycle of porn relapse is born. First, you discover your husband has been using porn. You confront him about it. You say, this is what we're going to do. And then you insert your well-intentioned accountability plan. Maybe you check his phone or computer regularly. Maybe you make him promise he will tell you if he's feeling tempted. Many women withhold sex until their husbands say they are clean from porn. Also very common is installing software and devices to track or block porn sites. Let me be clear that none of these are bad things and I totally empathize with you and how you are feeling. I can't tell you how many times I approached my husband over and over again with a new way of helping him to beat porn, a new plan. Now we're going to try this and we're not going to give up. But my friends, I was just playing a part in perpetuating the problem. Our husbands will not be successful in recovery until they are fully participating in when and how these boundaries are set. Their ownership of accountability must be both internal and external if it's going to make a lasting difference. So why can't you as the wife stop the porn? First, admission of his problem is his choice. And second, accountability is also his choice. Here's the final thing I want to share today. It's this. Addiction isn't just a combination of spiritual warfare and personal choices. I say just as if those two things aren't already a terrible combination. There is another layer to the problem of addiction at play, and it's in our brains. I'd like to introduce you to our ever-constant friend, dopamine. Dopamine is at work in your brain right now, even as you listen to this podcast. There are several other chemical reactions and responses that also come into play when it comes to addiction. But let's just start with talking about dopamine. Not only does it play a role in creating the feeling of pleasure you experience, its main role is to help motivate you to create that scenario for pleasure again. If you eat a particularly delicious piece of chocolate cake, Dopamine will fire in your brain later on to remind you of the sights and sounds and smells of just how good that chocolate cake was. So yes, you'll want to have another piece again. The crazy part is with dopamine is that if you give in and have another piece, it likely won't be quite as good as the first time and your dopamine response will leave you feeling like you need even more a second piece of cake, or perhaps some ice cream to go with the cake will do the trick. When it comes to porn, that dopamine reaction is constantly at play. This is part of what causes many men and women who use porn to need increasing amounts of porn to satisfy their cravings. This is also where the need for increasingly graphic, violent, or kinky images are needed to give the brain the hit it is looking for. This happens very slowly over time with repeated exposure and a more and more refined dopamine response with every brain-pleasing porn experience. I don't know about you, but as a wife, I had no idea how to compete with dopamine response. And a part of me didn't even want to. I spent so many days and months in my own cycle of grief 
anger, disgust, betrayal, brokenness. If you have started multitasking or if your mind has wondered, I want you to come back to me and hear this. Learning and recognizing that you can't stop your husband's porn addiction is actually freeing. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest for your souls. Although the pit your husband is in is a deep one, you, my friend, can step into grace and give yourself a break here. It is not your role or responsibility to heal your husband of this addiction. You don't have to bear the burden of this load. And you can't bear it because Jesus already died for it on the cross. We're going to be discussing more about this in episode three, but I'll leave you with a few things you can start doing right now instead of trying to stop his porn addiction. Number one is pray for him. As cheesy as it sounds, I really mean it. Start making a habit of lifting up your husband daily in prayer. Ask God to bless him. Ask God to send friends into his life that will speak truth to him. Pray scripture over him in all areas of his life, not just his porn addiction. Number two, get yourself healthier spiritually. You need to be drawing close to Jesus. You need to get prayed up and stored up and saved up for this journey. You doing that will help you immensely as you walk through this time. Number three, love your husband through his addiction. Determine to change the way you view him and to change the way you view the web he is entangled in. Have courageous conversations with him in love. Here's an example of what that could look like. Babe, I hate this. I believe it's adultery. It hurts me and makes me want to run. But I'm going to do my best to run to Jesus and to stand by you the best I know how. I want you to stop this and I want to help, but I can't do it for you. I'm here if you need me and I want to fight this battle with you. Then pray for him. Write then aloud if you are able. And if you aren't there yet, it's okay. We will keep working on it. Keep praying and asking God to give you a heart for your husband. I believe he will. Whew, that was a lot. Let me go back and recap why you can't stop the porn. First, admission is a choice. You cannot force your husband into admitting something in his heart, even if he's admitted it with his lips. There must be introspection. There must be a personal reality check going on there. Second, once the admission has happened, there's another choice involved in being made. So accountability is a choice. I may be able to admit I have a problem, But that doesn't mean that I've come to a place of realizing my ownership in having that problem, that it's my problem and the role that I played. So admission is a choice. Accountability is a choice. And thirdly, when it comes to porn addiction, the brain is a key player. Now, this is not to say your husband can't retrain his brain, but that's what it will take, retraining retrying, refocusing, and recovering. 
But don't worry, this does not mean your husband or your marriage is a lost cause. Keep listening to the podcast and I'll keep doing my very best to provide encouragement and love and wisdom for your journey. So just like in episode one, one way I want to do that is through leading you in a few minutes of guided scripture meditation. I know meditation isn't comfortable for everyone, so I'm doing my best to ease you into it and show you a way that you can repeat it on your own. So here's your instructions. Before I begin, let's take a moment for a few slow, deep breaths. When I do this type of breathing, I love to think about how when God created Adam from dust, he then breathed life into him through his nostrils. We literally have the breath of God inside of us. So the passage that I'm going to read is Psalm 27. I'm going to read it slowly and thoughtfully to give you time to focus. Then I'll go back and skim through and pull out just a few phrases and lines that are meaningful and we can focus on them for just a moment. Sometimes I spend my entire meditation time on one phrase. As you do this on your own, you do it however works for you. This is how I'm going to do it today as I guide you through the episode. As you focus, remember that God is with you and is for you. Focusing on his word delights him. So here we go. Take a moment for a few feel-good breaths. Then I'll start reading. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, When my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with great joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You've always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I have never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. Yet I'm confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. 
wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. So now we'll go back and I've just picked out a few phrases for us to focus on again. If you're comfortable, hold your hands out in front of you with your palms up, ready to receive from God. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Thank you for joining me in that. Meditation has become one of my favorite times to spend with the Lord, and it is so life-giving to me. I hope it will be for you too. I would love to hear about it. You can write and tell me about it by emailing me at piper at pornapart.com. I would love to hear from you. So once again, that is piper at pornapart.com. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you can pick up my three steps to thriving so that you can stop just surviving day to day on this journey. I believe God wants you to step out of darkness and step into glorious light. I'd love to help you do that. So go download the guide at pornapart.com slash thrive. Remember, all you need is Jesus who heals you through his word prayer, meditation, community, good food, movement, therapy, and rest. That's all for today, friends. We look forward to engaging with you next week here on the Porn Apart podcast. I want to thank my husband, David, for editing this show and for being a courageous man of God who is willing to share his story with the world. If you are the wife of a porn user, this podcast is here to encourage you and strengthen you right where you are. Would you take a moment and please subscribe and leave us a review? We would love to be a support to you. You can also find us at pornapart.com. See you next week.